Hello, everybody. It is me again, Minister Curtis Griffin. I want to thank you all for joining me on this beautiful day that the Lord has made, and we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord. Y'all, this is season four. Um, The prophetic chat number two with Minister Curtis was the start of season four, episode one. And this is season four, episode two. Praise the Lord. We have made it to the fourth season of the Teach One, Preach One podcast. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God, because he did not have to do it. He did not have to do it. And I thank God that he has allowed us even on this platform to make it to four whole seasons through breaks and not posting and everything of the sort. He has allowed us to make it to four seasons, four seasons. Praise the Lord. Four seasons. And we taking over. We taking over with these four seasons. Amen. We're taking over. So uh, let's get into this. All right. Let's get into this. Amen. So. Let's first pray. God, I thank you. I thank you that you have allowed us to get to four seasons. Now, Lord God, I ask you that you would let your word speak for itself. Let your word speak for itself and let it move and have its being. Now, Lord God, let my words, the words of my mouth be lined up so perfectly that they be like fire, that they edify and glorify your name in Jesus name. Amen. And amen again. So y'all, if y'all remember back, um, If y'all remember uh, a few episodes back, like to the book of Proverbs, that that series, the book of Proverbs, uh, oh, help Jesus is raining. But, (laughs) but, um, if y'all remember back to that, to, to those episodes, we ended on the book of Proverbs chapter five, talking about avoiding the immoral woman. So, um, God said, bring it back. God told me to bring it back. So now I have to bring it back. So now we're doing, now we're coming back with the book of Proverbs chapter six, the book of Proverbs chapter six. And it talks about lessons for daily life, lessons for daily life. So let's get into this. All right, let's get into this. It says in, um, book of Proverbs chapter six, verse one, my child, if you co-sign for a, if you co-sign alone for a friend or guarantee the debt of someone you hardly know verse 2 if you have trapped yourself by your agreement by your agreement and are caught by what you said quick get out of it if you possibly can, you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride. Go and beg to go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. 
Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a deer escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Verse six, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and be wise. Even though they have, uh, even though they have no prince, governor, or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When, when will you wake up? I want you to learn this lesson. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a, a, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. This is out of the New Living Translation, by the way. Then he says in verse 12, here is a description of worthless and wicked people. They are constant liars, signaling their true intentions to their friends by making signs with their eyes and feet and fingers. Their perverted hearts plot evil. They stir up trouble constantly but they will be destroyed suddenly, broken beyond all hope of healing. Verse 16, there are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord among brothers. I'm going to say that again. We're starting at verse 16. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord among brothers. Verse 20, my son, obey your father's commands and do not neglect, do not neglect your mother's teaching. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. Wherever you walk, their counsel can lead you when you sleep they will protect you when you wake up in the morning they will advise you for these commands and this teaching are the lamp to the light to light the way ahead of you the correction of discipline is the way to life verse 24 these commands and this teaching will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulterous woman. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her, don't let her uh, coyness seduce you. 
for a prostitute will bring you to poverty and sleeping with an uh, with another with another man's wife may cost you your very life can a man scoop fire in in his lap and not be burned can he walk on hot coals and not and not blister his feet so it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife he who embraces her will not go unpunished excuses we're in verse 30 we're almost done y'all Excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, he will be fined seven times as much as he stole, even if it means selling everything in his house to pay it back. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool. For he destroys his own soul. Wounds and constant disgrace are his lot. His shame will never be erased. 34. For he, for the woman's husband will be furious in his jealousy and he will have no mercy in his day of vengeance. Verse 35. There is no compensation or bribe that will satisfy him. Lord, let your word speak for itself. Let my words be like fire. Let my hands do your will in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. So let's get into this word. This is a whole 35 verses, y'all. A whole 35 verses in Proverbs chapter 6, but it is jam-packed, y'all. It is jam-packed with a word for you. So lessons for a daily life, lessons for a daily life. That's what Proverbs chapter six is about. The lessons for a daily life. Now, now, as I've said before in my previous uh, book of Proverbs um, episodes, uh, it starts off as repeating itself my son pay attention my son listen right my child hear me but it doesn't start off like that in verse six i'm not in verse six in chapter six he says my child and he go right into it he says my child if you co-sign alone for a friend or guarantee the debt of someone you hardly know if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said quick get out of it if you possibly can you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy now listen now listen y'all listen he says he tells us Solomon, you know, Solomon's one that wrote Proverbs, but, 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 but look, y'all, Solomon is telling us if you're co-signing for a loan, you better know that you better have a good understanding of the, of the qualifications of that thing. You better have a, a, a understanding of that to where if somebody tells you something other than what you have an understanding of, then, um, they are either wrong or what, or what somebody else told you is wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So if you are co-signing for a loan, um, 
for a friend for somebody that you know that you may talk to, you know, on a, on a, on a, on the cool, you know, on a daily, you know, if, if you're co-signing for somebody, you know, if you're co-signing for your friend, for somebody that you call friend, right. Or guarantee the debt of someone that you hardly know. Now at this point, at this point, if you barely know somebody, why in the world? Why? 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 Why in the world would you? Why in the world would you uh, guarantee a debt or something be paid to them? You don't even hardly know them. You you signing a contract or or co-signing for a car for them, be, and, and you met them. You met them on a dating app. Y'all y'all ain't even been together a week. A month or a year. Y'all ain't even been together that long. Y'all ain't even been together two years and you say, oh, I know her. I love her. Oh, I know him. I love him. No, 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 no. You don't buy nobody a car. You can go out and buy them some dinner, but don't you don't co-sign for a car or a house. You barely know them. You met them off of Tinder. You met them off of, come on somebody, you met them, you met them off of Grindr. You met them off of any other type of dating site that there is, plenty of fish or, or black people meet or Christian mingle. You, you barely know them. Because you barely know them, he says, he says, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement this is the agreement that you made with somebody that you barely know or by a friend see see i i i have disconnected myself from my my friend group i'll i only stay in touch with one person from that friend group everybody else i've disconnected myself from because of the spirit that they attain or that they obtain and it doesn't mesh well it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't come back well so i disconnected myself from them but get best guarantee i will not Hi, I shall not. Come on now. I shall not co-sign or guarantee something to be paid to them if I barely know them. If they've changed their lifestyle, if they've changed, I don't know you no more. I don't know who you are. I may know your name. I may know where you live, kind of, sort of. I may know what kind of car you drive, but I don't know you. So he says, uh, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement uh, uh, and are caught by what you said, you, you need to quickly go and get out of that contract. Go and get out of that thing that you have put yourself into because because you don't know them. You don't know them. Look at look, look at somebody and tell them you don't know them. You don't know them. You don't know. You cannot find them. You don't know them. They have scammed you. So he says, you need to swallow your pride and beg for your name to be erased off of that agreement. If you don't know them, if you, if you are co-signing for a friend, that friend will quickly turn their back on you. You need to keep it to yourself. You can swallow your pride. Okay. If you don't want to go beg, Oh, then just best believe that, that you'll be that you'll either be in debt or you'll either have a court case coming up because of the simple fact that you did not. You, you, you did not. 
go and just swallow your pride and just say, hey, man, girl, I, I can't do it. I, I need for my name to be off of that. Well, I can't do it. No, I need my name to be off of that like pronto. I, I need it off in less than 24 hours. I need, I, okay, less than 12 hours. Like you, you swallow your pride. You ain't got to get down on your knees and be like, oh, no, 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 no. You, you could go up there like a, like like a responsible adult person, you know, and, and say, hey, this is not what I want to do. Get, get my name off of there. No, 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 no. In less than 24 hours, I, I would like I would like for my name to be off of this contract. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. And if you want your evidence, you better go ahead and take your phone out. And you better go ahead and start recording because this is evidence. And if you send me to court off of something that I said I didn't want to be on. Hey, hey, hey man, somebody. You need to go out, swallow your pride, and go beg for your name to get erased off of that agreement that you put on yourself. And then he said, don't put it off. Do it now. If you if you are in the midst of some type of shady agreement and you feel deep in your spirit that is shady, oh no 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 you better you better not you better not you bet you better you better bet 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 better not he better not better not give you better not he said do it now don't rest until you do Get off of that agreement like pronto. You bet you better get somebody. You better find somebody that's going to call that, that you can call that that has access to that contract and, and you know, has un- access to somebody who, who, you know, who does have who does have the contract. So they can print out a new contract, get you a lawyer, whatever you got to do. But you are not going to uh, just just sleep on it and then be like, well, I pray that the Lord going to do it. No, 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 no. He said right here, do it now. Swallow your pride and do it now. There's too many people in this world that are so prideful that they, that, that they're, that they are willing to risk their life, AKA risk their freedom to get put in jail over an agreement that they did not want to be into. Because they, they came into it blindly. They didn't ask the necessary questions. They didn't get on the people's nerves. No, they just went ahead and signed the paper because that's what the landlord said to do. Or that's because that's, that's what so-and-so said to do. I'm just going to sign here and sign here. But you didn't know that you were putting yourself in a legally binding agreement that, that can easily put you in jail or make you have community service or make you have to pay that fine. You understand what I'm saying? You have to either read the document or you have to ask the necessary questions. So if you don't want to be on that document and you've already signed it blindly, you better go ahead and you better do it right now. You better go, you better call, you better call so-and-so, better call, better call Sherry and them, better call Bob and them, better call Tom, better call Tim, better call whoever and you better get them on the phone and you better say hey uh i don't want to be on this agreement there's too many people who are who are so prideful that they would that they would much rather uh uh, sacrifice one thing than be obedient to the first thing so he says uh don't put it off 
Don't don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a deer escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Then he says in verse six, take a lesson from the ants. And then he said, you lazy bones. That, that's, that's why I laughed because I was like, okay, Solomon, you ain't got to call me no lazy bone. I know I'm a little bit lazy now. Don't, don't you dare look at me like that. Don't you look at your phone like that and make that face. I, I salt it. I salt it because, because I know that, that if you're supposed to be really supposed to be cleaning up, you over there uh, watching YouTube and listening to my podcast all at the same time. And it's okay, but you better get up and do whatever you got to do. He said, he said, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones, learn from their ways and be wise. Even though they have no prince or governor, or ruler they uh to make them work they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter now let's look at this together y'all he says that the ants gather up everything that they need all through the summer so that way when winter comes they will be prepared now now let's look at this now y'all let's look at this now because because if you if you are if you are um if you are uh, a lazy, you, I understand because I'm lazy as, as well. I'm lazy as well. But if you are lazy, uh, you don't want to uh, get up and go do this, that and the third. You don't want to go do that. You much rather lay in bed until one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, maybe all day and night. And possibly get up and go eat some food, create dishes and then don't wash them uh, amen. So, so if you're lazy, I understand and I get it. You just want to just lay down and do nothing, but take it from the ants. They don't have no president. They don't have no governor. They don't have no mayor. They don't have that. No, 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 no. They have their own will and then the knowledge and wisdom to be like, hey, when it's winter, all these leaves and these plants and these acorns and all of these and all this deliciousness that's out here on this floor is actually going to be gone once winter comes. So we need to be ready. We need to be ready. We got to be ready, y'all. We have to be ready when winter comes. So when winter comes, we can have some food to eat. We can have a nice, safe place to sleep. You know, we need to be ready. He says they don't have no prince or no ruler, or no governor to make them work. They labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? I want you to learn this lesson, a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Oh, come on now, Solomon. Thank you, Jesus. So, so he says, if you get a little bit more sleep, you're still going to be tired, a little bit more slumberish, you're going to be sluggish. You know, you're still going to be tired, even though you went to bed at a decent time. Some of us go to bed at a decent time. And then 
he says uh, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will pounce on you like abandoned scarcity what happened to the cereal what 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 happened to the milk what what happened to the steak that i just cooked last night and i had some leftovers i didn't eat it all what happened to my good stuff scarcity oh why in the world is my hamper so full of clothes and i just i I don't want to go wash them why and my closet is half empty scarcity why why lord why why is it that i can't i don't i i just i don't want to get up and fill up a nice cup of water nobody's living with me i'm in a one-bedroom apartment by myself and nobody else wants to i can't i don't want to get up and go and scarcity do you understand what i'm saying scarcity what do you say about scarcity he said scarcity will attack you like an armed robber then he says here is a description of worthless wicked people now 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 this is where this is where um from here to the end of this chapter is where the meat of our stuff is so let's get into uh Let's get into this, starting at verse 12. He says, here's a description of worthless, wicked people. And he says, they are constant liars, signaling their true intentions with their friends, I mean, to their friends, by making signs with their eyes and feet and fingers. They are perverted. I'm sorry, their perverted hearts plot evil. Uh, They stir up trouble constantly, but they will be destroyed suddenly. Broken beyond all hope of healing. Now let's stop here because look, because look, he's telling, he's telling you everything that you need to look for when you have dealt with or are dealing with or come in contact with somebody who is wicked people that are wicked um oftentimes uh uh, have wicked intentions that's the reason why we always say your frenemy is because these people will come up to you what's that song they smile in your face uh but they are backstabbers because because why they don't want to see you succeed that's the reason why every time you every tool thank you lord every time you do something right they're not there to watch every time you're there every time you move up in the rankings in the spirit every time you do something right under the sight of god there is nobody there except for the people that god has put in your life but then these wicked folk that have put themselves in your life they always come in and then they want to stir up some trouble they always want to come in and they want to mess up something they always want to come in and do something else they always want to come in and start talking about somebody else's drama that ain't your mess that is not your stuff you back away from it you cannot come in here and start making fun of me when you dealing with some stuff yourself over here making yourself look bad over here making yourself look like a t-h-o-t over here making yourself look ugly that's your fault he said the constant liars 
See, see, they like to, what, what I've seen a lot is if somebody is wicked or if they have a wicked spirit, they will make it seem like the truth teller is the liar and make it seem like the liar is the truth teller. Come on, somebody. Isn't that what the enemy always does to us? That he always makes us seem like we are the people who lie. And while he is the one who's telling the truth, that's the reason why he, he even though he knows the scripture backward and forward, inside and out, he may uh, since he knows the scripture, then he's going to twist it to make it seem like what it says is not what it says. That's the reason why you see a whole lot of people on TV, on YouTube, and they always take the scripture and tell you that the scripture says this, but this is what it means. And it's totally outside of the line of scripture and what they, and what it means, quote unquote, is not exactly what it means. So that's the reason why they're constant liars. And then they signal their true intentions to their friends, to the people that are in their entourage, the other wicked people uh, with their eyes, their feet and their finger. They trying to hide it from you. But that's the reason why you have keen eyesight. The people of God have keen eyesight over the years. Our eyesight has gotten keener in the spirit and in the natural. I don't know about you, I, even though I be wearing me some glasses, you know, and even though I can't really see far way God still allows me to have keen insight to these to these people that out here claiming Jesus and not really living Jesus so so in the in the midst of this they're over here trying to hide the fact that they are look at this now that they are doing that they are actually trying to destroy you talk about you bully you hurt you but they're hiding it because they believe that you don't have the correct sight to see what they're doing their perverted hearts always is plotting evil. That's the reason why they're over here trying to hide the fact that that's the reason why they're trying to hide their true intentions from you. Because every single time they try, every single time they come around you, they have to have a smile and they have to sound all holy and sanctified. And they're going to be like, hey, how you doing, brother? Oh, hi. How you doing, sister? Oh, hi, pastor. Hi, first lady. Hi, hi. No, 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 no. Sit down. There's a TikTok. There's a TikTok song. It's like, uh, go lay down, go lay down, go lay down. You've got to go lay down somewhere. Go lay down. Because, because why? You over here faking it. And I oh, thank you, Lord. Every single time somebody is faking it, it's really obvious that they're faking it because they make it obvious to make it seem real. They stir up trouble constantly, but they will be destroyed. Suddenly, all of their constant actions and hatred towards you will result in their destruction. I, I, I am so glad that every tongue that rises against me in judgment is always going to fall down. I'm glad that every single time somebody tries to rise up against me in judgment, their tongue, their words and everything that they try to claim over my life will be brought down it will be brought down on purpose because God says that it will be brought down 
So all their constant behavior will be destroyed and so will they. Suddenly, they, they won't know what happened. They won't know what happened. All they'll see is a big old car crash in the middle of the road. Lord help. You know, the ambulance and the fire truck and the EMS and the police, everybody there. They don't know what happened. But God said, Solomon said, that they will be destroyed. Because of their because of their things that they have done to the anointed ones, to the people who walk in the upright, to the people who are righteous. Then we go down into verse 16 through 19. And he says, these are the six things that the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. He says that haughty eyes, a lying tongue. Hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord among brothers. Now, let's stop there because these are things that God does not like. These are things that that God hates. These are things that he detests. These are things that he wants the people of God to separate themselves from because these are the things these are the things that the people on the in crowd love to do so he says haughty eyes haughty eyes people who thank you people who are in a relationship but their eyes are not on their woman or their man their eyes are on the other man or the other woman walking down the street you know the one you know the one man with the night you know with that nice little hourglass shape and you know the the big old voluptuous you know you know what i'm talking about and then and then for the women the ones who are just nice and muscular and buff you know the one you know the ones that go to the gym almost every day and almost have you know their legs together and they you know they're working on it and they doing their squats and stuff and you, you, and you know you, you can tell that they're doing the squat you know you can tell that they're doing the squats your eyes can't stay on your man or your woman your eyes your eyes cannot stay on your partner because you have haughty eyes And then a lying tongue. That's very obvious. A person who just don't know how to tell the truth and shame the devil. Hands that kill the innocent people that carry around guns. Just, just, just to do wrong with them. Not to protect, but to do wrong. They keep their gun in their pants. They keep their gun in their pocket. They keep their gun in their glove compartment because just in case they got to go and shoot up a club on purpose or on accident, probably it's on purpose because, because of the fact that they just don't like the people that's there. See, those are the people that God just does not like the actions that these people do god does not approve of a heart that plots evil a feet that race to do wrong every every hour on the hour you trying to plot a way to get the people of god the people that you are actually um you know trying to infiltrate yeah those people those people those people that you trying to get into into their mind into their heart those people are are plotting against you scheming against you trying to get your address so that ha ah, so that way and try to get your picture so that way they can build an evil altar against 
you. That's the reason why you have to pray and not faint. That's the reason why you have to pray and not cease to pray. Because if you cease to pray, then there is going to be some type of altar that's going to rise up against you in judgment. There's going to be a tongue that rises up against you. There's going to be an altar that rises up against you. And when that altar rises up against you, you're going to be wondering why is so many demonic spirits coming at me and attacking me here, there and everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's because you stopped praying and you stopped seeking God so now there is an open door for the enemy to come in and do whatever he wishes so a false witness um, who pours out lies a person who sows discord among brothers sisters among the brethren among the body of Christ people who, who people who sow tears in the body of Christ those are the people that God detests those are the people that God wants us to separate ourselves pull from come on somebody he wants us to pull away from them pull out of their reach pull disconnect ourselves from them put a cut you need to cut that tie cut it away because God does not want that connection with somebody who is so wicked and evil with somebody who's so righteous and holy. He does not want that. If you're walking with God, you better walk with God and not with them because they're trying to walk with their God, their lowercase G God. And we're trying to walk with our capital G God. And if they try to infiltrate us and change us to their side, ooh, they trying too hard. They're doing too much. They're doing too much. You're trying to tell you're trying to get to my stuff. No, 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 no. Then he then then in verse 20. He says, my son, obey your father's commands. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to I'm going to go to chapter five. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Let's go to let's go to chapter uh, chapter four. My children, listen to me. Listen to your father's instruction. Uh, then he says in uh, chapter three, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Uh, chapter two, my child, listen to me and treasure my instructions. Chapter uh, uh, chapter one. I'm sorry. Ch uh, yeah. Chapter one, verse eight. My uh, listen, my child, to what your father teaches you. Do not neglect your mother's teaching. Look at this now, y'all. He goes now in verse 20 and he's repeating the things that he said in the first five chapters. And he says in verse 20, my son, obey your father's commands and do not neglect your mother's teaching. Keep their words always in your heart and tie them around your neck wherever you walk their counsel will lead you when you sleep they will protect you they will advise i'm sorry when you wake up in the morning they will advise you for these commands and this teaching are a lamp to the light to light the way ahead of you the correction of discipline is the way of life. Look, you cannot reject discipline. 
people of God. You cannot reject discipline. Every single time you get disciplined, you get mad at God. Every single time something, ex- every single time something isn't going right in your eyes, you you mad at God. Why? Why? Why are you mad at God and not not at yourself? Why are you mad at God and not at the situation that you put yourself in? Oh yeah, because God is trying to direct you in the correct path. Proverbs three five and six. God is trying to put you on the direct path, but you continuously move yourself away. You don't like that. You would much rather follow your own path and then still try to make it to the gates of heaven. No, God says, follow me and take up your cross. If you want to follow me, you better take up your own cross and forget about your selfish ambitions. Forget about everything that you want. Forget about everything because now I'm in control of your life. That's what he said. That's what he said. You better look it up in the Bible. He said that you forget about your selfish ambition, carry your cross and follow me. Don't get mad at God when he disciplines you because the Bible says he loves whom he chastens. These commands and this teaching, verse 24, these commands and this teaching will keep you from the immoral woman. He went to he went to chapter five, the immoral woman from the smooth tongue of the adulterous woman. Chapter five. Uh, Don't uh, don't lust. Verse 25. Don't lust for her beauty. Chapter five, uh, don't let her uh, uh, coyness seduce you for a prostitute will bring you to poverty and sleeping with another man's wife may cost you your very life. Let me stop there because that right there is so practical and so real. You just don't understand if you sleep with another man's wife. I'm talking to you men. If you sleep with another man's wife now, it may very well cost you your life. It may as well and and may cost the husband Jesus. It may it may cost the husband a lifetime in hell because he's probably gonna kill you. You don't you don't go up into somebody else's house and infl and be a home wrecker. And over here, uh, over here, infiltrating their household. Who are you to infiltrate their house? Who art thou that has decided to enter into my house and then lay in my bed and make love to my woman? Who is you? You better be lucky. You must be lucky that he did not have a gun with him at that time. But uh, he still had them hands. Hallelujah. He still had them hands and he's put them on you. Yes, he did. He put them on you. And because he did that, the reason why he did that was because you slept with his wife. Who are you? Who are you? Just because his wife looked kind of nice, you know, very, very nice, very beautiful. And you wanted, you wanted to. And you didn't see a ring on that finger. I'm almost, I'm just going to let that set in for a moment while I get my water. You didn't see a ring on that finger or did you? Or did you? Did you see a ring on that finger? Did you see it? 
<laughs> did you see that ring? Oh, you didn't. Okay. Well, since you did it now, now you gotta, you gotta face the husband. <laughs> Jesus. But let's get after. It's like a medicine. Oh, Lord. But he said, and sleeping with another man's wife may cost you your very life with God and the man. Praise the Lord. Uh, can a man scoop fire into his lap and not be burned? That's a very obvious question. Come on, Solomon. Uh, can he walk on hot coals and, and not blister his feet? So it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. Do you want to embrace her and, 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 and man, put your location in the woman's destination. Come on now, somebody, uh, 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 um, it will not go unpunished. It may be hidden, but God sees all and he knows all. Then he says in verse 30, excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, he will be fined seven times as much as he stole. Even if it means selling everything in his house to pay it back. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool. For he destroys his own soul, wounds, and constant disgrace are his lot. This is this the things that that belongs to him. You are now wounded forever, and and disgrace is upon your name forever. Why? Because you decided to enter into somebody else's house, another married couple's house and start doing some stuff. What's wrong with you? Committing adultery. And in order for you to commit adultery, you first have to lust. And then and then not only that, you have coveted, you have coveted somebody else's wife. For yourself. So not only did you break a commandment, but you're over here, but you're over here having haughty eyes in verse 17 and racing to do wrong because you racing to commit that adultery. For the woman's husband. will be furious in his jealousy and he will have no mercy in the day of his vengeance. There is no compensation or bribe that will satisfy him. You slept with his wife. You, you did that. So there's nothing in heaven or on earth that can Try to fix what you have done. You did this to yourself. You brought this upon you. You brought this upon yourself. So because you brought this upon yourself, guess what? This is your problem. This is your issue. You you did this. Well, I'm ending now. God says, 
that he hates haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord among brothers. These are things that you need to watch for in the wicked because these are things that wicked people do. These are things that that wicked people do all the time. You just gotta, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch it. You've gotta watch them because every time they do something, it is just another red flag. But you know, a lot of times us as the people of God, we don't like to look at the red flags. We just like to look at the person. Oh, that person is so nice. No, they're putting on a show. Oh, no, no, no. They're just putting on a show. Yeah. Yeah, they're putting on a show. It's okay. But you're putting on a show. And I know you're putting on a show. You got to have your discernment. You got to look beyond the scope of the flesh that's on the outside. And look within the heart. Look, change your sight. Ask God to give you the sight that he sees. What does he see when he looks at a person? Because the Bible says in in, in 1 Samuel uh, that when God looks at somebody, he's not looking at their outward appearance. Instead, he looks at their heart. So you got to look at their heart holding all of these teachings, holding them all in your spirit. Because if not, you will be in a world of trouble. God bless you. God keep you is my prayer. Hallelujah.